Wondershare Video Converter Ultimate makes life easier by providing you with a variety of video tools. Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk. Sebo in the house, Debo in the house. The NFC, NFL season has kicked off. The preview shows are done. Get yes. your bets in. It is what it is. Let's get started. What are you drinking? Well, first off, I got to say uh, happy winning Monday, right? Both teams. Yes, man. Both yes. So I'm sitting here drinking Mob Deep's beer, Shook Ones. Ooh. Volume five, it's a milkshake IPA that is an orange and vanilla dreamsicle. And how is it? It is really good. I'm actually, I, I had one before. It's because I wanted to make sure I liked it before I went on, went on, this, uh, went on the pod. It's from Soul Mob Purple. Deep Beer. It's not actually Mob Deep, but it says Shook Ones, so I okay. loved it. What, what um, brewery? And they're from Soul Purpose in Worcester, Massachusetts. Where, how, where did not, you get the beer? That's incredible. Oh, I got it at uh, uh, the, the liquor store across the street from South Headley High School. Okay. Okay. And I am drinking Kaleidoscope from Abandoned Building, which you and I both like. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Double IPA. Cheers to winning. Cheers to winning. Cheers to football being back. Cheers to a million sports happening right now. And cheers to the Boston Celtics who advance to the Eastern Conference Finals and start tomorrow night against the Miami Heat. Let's talk about it for a minute. Let's break this thing down, D. Are the Celtics winning this series? They should win this series. Okay. I, I'm, I feel very confident. I mean, I know, you know, Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero and Goran Dragic have been playing fantastic basketball. They, they beat up on the Pacers. They beat up on the number one seed Bucks. I mean, they've rested a little bit more than the Celtics have, but I, I love that extra day off yesterday for the Celtics. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was going to say I worry about going to game seven in a heated battle with Toronto, but I think that they're young still, so I think they got a um, good opportunity. And, you know, they have Gordon Hayward coming back at some point in this series, so he's going to be a little bit fresh. What do you think? I mean, I, obviously I like them in this series. I think it's going to be – it's going to be interesting because obviously the, the Heat are coming off a little bit of a, a, a rest. I'm going to say this, though. The Celtics are – they this team's been to the playoffs. Like, this isn't a new thing for them. They're right. battle-tested. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals. They've been deep in the playoffs. This Miami team is kind of new to being here, and not to say that they don't have players that have been there before. Let's not pretend that. But, like, I, I still like our chances. I just want to run these matchups by you, all right? So here's my starting lineup, 5v5. So you got Goron and Kemba. They're going to go at each other. Neither of them play defense. They're going to get pick and rolled all over. I'll tell you what. Kem Kemba did pretty good for the most part against Lowry. If you, if you really look at that series. But he barely, he barely played. The only time he guarded Lowry is when they switched. And, and yeah. he ended up on Lowry. And he still didn't do bad on him. I mean, he, no, he hit, the guy hit the game winner. Um, but I don't know. I, I, well, I'm not. And I, I'm gonna say this: Dragic is like the best matchup for him because he's basically the same guy. Mm -hmm. They're kind of crafty, silky smooth guys that can finish at the rim. Um, I think he's Dragic's a little better at the rim, but Kemba's obviously a better shooter in my opinion. But then you got Duncan Robinson. First of all, shout out to Duncan Robinson. Started his career at Williams College here in Massachusetts. D three went to Michigan. You know, 
now he's on the heat, whatever, whatever. But Robinson, and I got Tatum on him. And, and stay with me here for a minute. No, hold on. I want to I bring one, one other thing up about Duncan Robinson. He, uh, so he's the first ever player in basketball to take over 500 shots and make four uh, – I'm sorry, 500 catch and release threes in a season and make 46% of them. Yeah, he can shoot it. Clay, uh, Clay Thompson did it was the was the closest and he was forty three and a half. Okay, like, that's insane. He can he can shoot it. So I got him, Tatum. I got Jimmy Butler, Marcus Smart. So I'm thinking, uh, what I'd like to see is I would like to see Jimmy Butler catch Smart, Brown, and Tatum like. Just keep rotating up. No, I'm, I'm well, serious. I, I think the reality is that, but I'm just thinking like in terms of like five on five, the first time they come down the court, Tatum's going to be on Duncan because he's the easiest matchup out of, the, out of these guys. Butler's going to be guarded by Smart because he's our best defender, and those two guys are just going to battle. And then yep. I've got Bam getting guarded by Brown because yep. I think Brown showed that in, in these series he can, he can match up with someone a little bit taller than him who plays with his back to the basket. And then, and then Crowder and, and Tice are going to match up. And, and it's going to be interesting because Crowder's a – not a center, but he's not super mobile. He's more of a three-point shooter. So yeah. I don't know if that's actually going to work out because I don't know if you want Tice on the perimeter the whole time. Um, well, you can bring in Williams and he'll be okay. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think you're going to see a lot of Enos Cantor this, this series, which no. is fine. No. I mean, when he needs to play, he played. And uh, it's gonna, it, it'll be fun. I think this but, is going to be one of those series where it really, in the end, could go either way. And, um, and I'm going to go straight home around you for a minute. This series is going to come down to Gordon Hayward. And I probably could have said that a million times before. But if he can return to 80, 85% of what he was prior to the ankle injury, and he's a sixth man who can create his own shot with that second team, which is what I hope Brad does, this could be his Celtics moment leading them to the finals. Because, again, this is a guy that averaged 17 points during the regular season. I don't think that he should start. Because I think the momentum that they have from the last series is you, you run with Smart because, one, we have the momentum with that. And, two, I think he's a better matchup for Jimmy Butler. You got Hayward coming off the bench. He can lead that second team. He can be that scorer on the second team. And I think the C's win this 4-2. I have them winning in six. So, 4-2. Now, the thing about Gay Gordon Hayward um, – I agree with you. I, I think it, it could be a big spot, but I think I think the bench is going to be important. They did not use them the last three games in that Toronto Raptors mm -hmm. series. They were playing some heavy minutes to starters. I think if Hayward is back and, like you said, gets to 80, 85% of his previous um, – Yeah, and they're going to need him. They're, 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 they're fine. They're going to need him on that bench. They're going to need him on that second team because, in my opinion, the Heat have some athletic guys in that on that second group. They got our main man, Kelly Olenek, who – is going to do whatever Kelly Olenek does, whatever. I, if Hayward catches fire, I'm calling it a sweep. I'm just going to say that right now. But let's tuck, let's tuck that one away. We'll come back. We'll All come right. Back. I'll, be, I'll be posting that on uh, Cold Takes Revisited on Twitter. I mean, if he, if he gets off to a good start, over. I love it. All right. Let's move to the NFL. Week one kicked into full gear yesterday. We had the Ooh. Thursday night game. We got two Monday night games tonight. Yesterday was the heavy load of, of football. The Bills got off to a 1-0 start. The Packers got off to a 1-0 start. D, what did you like about the Packers? I loved what the offense did. To start the, the, the game, 
they started doing some crazy jet sweeps that they haven't done, really starting to, uh, you know, do show the uh, different offensive formations. They put Tyler Irvin in motion, and he had a couple big runs. Then they did the same play, but with Lazard. And I didn't like that when they did it uh, on the eight-yard line. Um, I don't like that they stalled in the red zone the first – you know, the first two drives and only kick field goal or kick the field goal and then turned it over on downs. You know, Rogers, we talked about it. If this team's going anywhere, he's going to have to do what he did yesterday. Four TDs, 364 yards. And he even had two drops by receivers that were going for huge gains. And I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Um, and, but at the beginning of the, the, the offense, beginning of the first uh, half, they weren't throwing the ball downfield. And I was like, here we go again. The same mm -hmm. old Packers, dump, dump, dump. But then all of a sudden it happened. Rodgers caught someone off sides, threw it deep, and then deep ball, deep ball. It was, it was great to see. Adams, 14 receptions, 156 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, that's what you expect when you don't go out and get receivers to help. Who needs wide receivers, Doc? I guess got, not, right? You got, you got this guy named Devontae Adams who apparently I don't know about. If he's going to go 14, two touchdowns, like, I mean – why do you need to throw it to anybody else? I mean, he threw it, he threw it to uh, MVS. Um, mm -hmm. Four catches, 96 yards. He dropped a touchdown over perfect pass, dropped it. And then he dropped one where he probably had a good 30 yards of open space like this, looked up the field before going, and, it, you know, still scored a touchdown. Yeah. Running yeah. backs had an average game. Aaron Jones scored, looked explosive. Defense, I got some mixed reviews on that. Two, only two sacks. Got a safety, though. Big, huge safety. That was what turned that game, uh, turned it around. Then right. the next, very next possession, Jair Alexander with that ridiculous interception. Kirksey was aggressive like we thought he – like I thought he would have to be if he was going to be better than Blake Martinez. He had 14 tackles. Got to love it. Didn't like the last couple drives where they were just like, let's play defense and let the ball stay in front of us. If they're going to score like that, then you might as well just play the same way you've been playing all game. Yeah, Cousins, I, I, yeah no, but you 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 got to save. So you can't you can't go that hard. I think in today's NFL, if you've got a three score lead late in the game, and I'll get to this about the Bills in a minute, like you got to play some prevent defense just because you're just trying to kill clock. I, I don't like it, and in the in the spread doesn't like it. But like the reality is, I mean, if you're winning by that much there's no reason to be playing bump and run and get beat one time and, and let them score a touchdown in five seconds. No, I understand that. But I think they, they can, you know, they have the Smith brothers, let them loose. Like we talked about with Kansas city, put that game away, right. put the game away, rush the quarterback, get a couple sacks, make him jumpy. But I'll tell you what, first game of the year, no preseason games. Mm -hmm. Rogers looked pissed off and good. He was smiling. Mm -hmm. they, they made copy um, comments about it. There is such a reason to be happy. Let's get back in the get back on the practice field, strengthen up that defense a little bit, and I, I think we're gonna look good. Yeah, this 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 might be one of those like full on revenge seasons for Aaron Rodgers. Like just, I mean, I've said that before. Like after he got his when he after he broke his shoulder, you know, yeah, breaking the shoulder is different than them drafting a quarterback in the first round and leaving you out to drive with the wide receivers. But I'll say this: the best thing that could have happened is that Devontae Adams goes out, fourteen catches, a jillion yards two touchdowns. What we already knew is that he's a top flight wide receiver. Yeah. But to get 14 in the first week, all that's going to do is when this, you know, when, when the, the Packers opponents are looking at, looking at, you know, the tape, they're going to be like, we got a key on him. Now it's going to open everybody up. 
And you yeah. know that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a problem throwing to everybody. He, like, no, he's going to chuck it where you're open. MVS caught the touchdown after the two drops. So, like, Lazard caught a touchdown, and it was it – was, I knew he was going there, and he just kept running and rolling and rolling, and at the last minute threw it there. I mean, I think they're going to be okay. So, let's, let's see what happens. Bills, you're saying get out to a big lead and play a little pre Yeah. All right, here's the thing. They won. They're 1-0. Same thing. Yep. Dominated the Jets. The Jets are a bad team. They stink to high hell. The final score is 27-17. to 17. The Bills, Josh Allen, two turnovers, two fumbles in the first half inside the Jets' territory. You can't do that. One of them, I think, was in the red zone. You, that's, that's points left on the board. And two missed field goals. Right? So this game finishes 27-17. Could be 40-7 to 7 at one point. Right? And, and, and now you're not even worried about it. Instead, and on top of it, their first touchdown, first touchdown, was a 60-yard ta- uh, pass where the Bills missed, like, three tackles. Right. So, like – Oh, was that Crowder? Yeah. Like, this game shouldn't have even been that close. The Bills are a good team. They're going to be able to score points. But they need to not turn the ball. Like, Josh Allen, I love you. First quarterback – first Bills quarterback to throw for 300 yards since 2016, since Tyrod Taylor. It's crazy that it's been four years. That's neat to hear. Crazy that it was Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. And it well, game went into overtime, so let's you know he had five points. Okay, he had but some extra points. Against the Jets, you can get away with that. Against good teams, you can't fumble the ball twice in your own life. And and I missed the first one, but the second fumble, he just gets up upended and just 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 throws the ball. Like, come on, be back. Like to me, he's if he's going to take the step forward that he's capable of taking, he's got to hold on to the ball. And I hope he gets reamed out after the game. Because, again, that, this game could have been 40-7 to seven in the fourth quarter. Instead, it was 27-10 after two missed field goals. And, again, rookie kicker, we're going to leave that to the side. I'm not going to worry about that. Jitters, whatever. Right. This should have been a blowout. Right? Should have been a blowout. I mean, but, overall, they played great. Defense was on point. Pressure on the quarterback. Pass, pass defense was great. The only thing that was really frustrating is that they couldn't run the ball. Last year, they were averaging a lot of yards per carry. They couldn't really get the, the, the run game going. It was okay because, obviously, the passing game worked really well. Yeah, I mean, that was going to be my, my question to you. How do you feel about the running game? Singletary had, like, nine or ten rushes for 30 yards. Zach Moss. Zach Moss, yep. Zach Moss had, like, three for eight yards, something like that. Here's the thing. My guess is, and I don't have any proof of this, is that the Jets are able to stop the run and can't stop the pass because, again – Prior to him for throw, throwing for 300 yards, Josh Allen's most career yards passing in a game was 273. So it's not like this guy is going to be chucking the ball. Like, he's right. meant to be a run-pass guy. I mean, he led the team in rushing. He's probably going to lead the team in rushing a lot this year. Um, but, like, for him to throw for over 300 yards meant that folks were open. I mean, Stefan Diggs had the most catches he's ever had on opening weekend. Guys were wide open. I mean – he, I mean, he made some passes that if he had made the right pass, people were running to the end zone. Yep. But instead, they just had to dive and catch it. Overall, great performance. Got to get rid of the mistakes. Got to take points when they're on the board. A win's a win. On to the next one. That's all you can do. You, you take the win. Like we, like I said earlier, you, no preseason game, no warm-up. It was just you, you finally got out there in full pads, full contact, full speed. Yep. 
Yeah, and again, all, all you want to do is win. To me, they showed that they can score points. They can move the ball. Again, it was against the Jets, but it didn't seem like that. It was that big of a problem. All right. Week one of the NFL is just about in the books. We've got two games tonight. We're going to pretend they didn't happen. What are your takeaways from week one so far? All right. So I, the one I have, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Phillip Rivers look old. They, they look like they struggled. I know Brady finished with two touchdowns. Brees didn't look good. I don't know. I, I, I'm, you know, first game with a team that he hasn't played with, same with Rivers. But I just I, – I worry. Like, that, like if you, I don't know if you saw Rivers, a couple of his out patterns to the sideline. They took a little while to get there. And I also, same- but I'll say this. I saw passes from all three of them that were passes that not a lot of quarterbacks can make. I, two of the three that you just mentioned are on new teams, and one yep. of them, the expectations are sky high. I watched Josh, Josh Darnold yesterday, or whatever his name is. Damn. Sam Darnold. He doesn't wow. look good. He doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know his name. He doesn't look good. Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't look good. Yeah, that like, two I, is not gonna, Yeah. I, I like to me, I'm gonna give those guys a break because yeah, they're a little bit older, but also like they haven't had the reps and, and the expectation that they have is, is super high. I, like, I watched a little bit of that Indianapolis Jack, Jacksonville game, and, and that's one of my takeaways is that, holy hell, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the game. But Indianapolis should have ran away with their game. Yeah. They should have. But they, you know, they just didn't. And, and again, I, I was thinking about this on this afternoon and thinking about the pod, is the parity in the NFL never ceases to amaze me. Every time I think we're just going to have some really bad teams and some really good teams, the start of the NFL season happens, and – all that's taken away. Ah, I mean, I, I was never really sold on the Colts. Um, no. But, I mean, I know we both – we really talked really badly about Jacksonville. Like, Vegas had, but Vegas had them at, at over nine, so at worst they're a 500 team. They just got beat by pretty much the worst team in the NFL. I don't know. The Jets might be there if uh, – by the end of the year. I don't know. All right. So, here's, here's one of mine. I'm going to go with the good real quick. Okay. Chiefs, Saints, Ravens. They're good teams. You just said that the Breeze looked old, and they still put up, what, 35 points? And Michael Thomas had, like, three catches for, like, 17 yards. And, and, and now I wish I drafted Alvin Kamara because I think he's about to just have, have at it. I mean, I, I might have said he was going to be my MVP of that division, but, yeah. you know. Lamar Jackson, kind of going off. Yep. Um, and I, we talked about the Chiefs, you know, earlier. But like, yeah, those those teams are good, man. They're gonna be hard to beat. Yep, gonna be hard I to think, beat. I think the Packers play two of the three of them. So sweet. Yeah, it'll be a good litmus litmus test. Yeah, Bills just got the Chiefs this year. I don't think they play the Saints or the Ravens. All right, what do you got next? I have Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey each having one reception is mind boggling. Like, I get it. I get it. It's Teddy Bridgewater. I don't, you know, he didn't throw a lot to Kamara when he was there. He didn't throw a lot to Latavius Murray. So maybe he's not a quarterback, you know, he's not a running back person. Maybe he doesn't dump it off. Well, and just and the, then, and then the, the, don't forget, this is the, the Baylor coach 
that offense is a spread amount. Chuck it. So I don't know if that's translated, but like I don't think they're going to the running back role. But go ahead. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, that that worries me, especially you know if you if if we're talking fantasy, he's gonna get his in the end, but he's I don't like, think he still had two touchdowns, right? Two touchdowns. He's not gonna have that crazy hundred reception. 250 rushes and all that. It, it, it's, it's not going to be just up to him. I, I think you're going to see it open. Austin Eckler, he lost um, Philip Rivers, who loves, as you saw in Tanaeem Hines and Jonathan Taylor, after Ma- Marlon Mack went out with a ruptured Achilles. Yep. You know, Philip Rivers likes his running backs. Will Tyrod Taylor end up doing that eventually? Probably. I don't remember what he was like in Buffalo. Maybe you can tell me a little bit more, but I worry about these two and their receptions. Yeah, I, I would say yeah, this is Tyrod. He's, he's, really thought, more of a, he's more of a chug it downfield or running guy. But yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, and I'm coming at this. I, I should have, you know, said this before as more of a fantasy. Of course. Uh, I mean, course. not because I mean, it, if, they, if, teams, if the teams know. win, then it doesn't matter, right? How the, how the, how they do. But like, you're just surprised because both of those re- running backs had a lot of receptions in the last couple of years. Chargers aren't good either, are they? Mm-mm. They should have lost to a really bad Cincinnati team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, a really bad um, Cincinnati team. Speaking of bad teams, um, I mean, we talked earlier about Miami and, and, and New York Jets being bad. We knew they were going to be bad. Um, uh, condolences to the, the Cleveland Browns fans. Man. Um, like, I want them to be good because, like, the whole world wants them to be good. And they got all these players. And I have OBJ on one of my fantasy squads. Yeah. Um, Are you trying to trade him yet? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hold on to him. But good lord, did they get stomped out yesterday? Yeah, that wasn't pretty. Like, I just. When are we gonna just admit that like this might not be it? Now maybe they turn it around. Obviously, the one game, you know, I'm, I'm going, I'm going heavy on they stink. But like, you just got absolutely blown out by the best team in your division, and it wasn't ever close. No, it was never close. And, and without that forced fumble in the red zone, like, it would have been over even earlier. Because Buffalo – I mean, Buffalo – Baltimore fumbled it on, like, the seven-yard line when they handed off their fullback, which they should never do because they have two good running backs and a great running quarterback. But that's me. So, here's a question. I had to actually look it up. But this person has had some success. Case Keenum. He had some success at Minnesota about three years ago when uh, Bridge was a Bridgewater got hurt. Are you talking about Cleveland? Yeah, they're not going to bench me. They're not. Well, if he keeps playing like this, there's no reason to keep him in the game. Case Keenum sticks. Anyhow, that's fine, but he might be just throw it around and see what happens. At Again, least. I'm going to go back to the point that they fucked around. Excuse my language. They fucked around. And hired a guy they should have never hired in Kitchens, Freddie Kitchens. Realized their mistake almost immediately and dumped him and out brought this guy in, Kevin Sapransky, who has had no preseason. He's yeah. got an, a, a big personality at quarterback, a big personality at wide receiver, a big personality at running back, a big personality on the defensive line. And you got to try and get all these people together and play football. And also, you've got expectations that are through the roof. Let's be honest. I don't know that there's another team that there's, like, bigger expectations for them to go from, like, not good to good. And it happened last year, and it's here this year. And, by the way, the two different coaches. Like, to me, 
you got like this team needs a couple of years to figure it out. The problem is OBJ is going to be gone in a year or two just because he's getting older and he's getting up there. But like Mayfield's a good quarterback. Chubb's a good running back. Hunt Hunt's there. He can play. Like Miles Garrett just got a gajillion dollars. They got defense. Like <laughs> they got players, but like you got to give a coach a minute to establish something. And I only say that because Buffalo Bills have given their coach the opportunity to build something. And now you see the fruits of that. Yep. If you just expect to bring a coach in and, bam, they're going to win games, it's not going to happen. Look what happened in Dallas last year. You, I mean, you need, to get, you, you need to give folks time in the NFL, but no one gives time. Nope. You got one more for me? I do. I, I mean, I have many more. Oh, keep it coming. Let's go. Let's go. What you got? I have. I, I will go with what is going on with the Detroit running back situation. They have carry on Johnson. is clearly the worst running back of all time, except that he's not because he keeps getting called the starter, and then within five seconds, he's never playing again. Right? Who's this, carry on? Yeah. Yeah. So you have carry on Johnson. You draft Swift, which, by the way, did you see his drop to lose that game? It was rough. Tough. They combined for 10 rushes while AP comes in after a week and gets 14 rushes. I don't get it. Like, like Patricia, I, I don't know, man. Like, that, it's crazy that they lost that game for one because it was the Bears and Trubisky coming back with 21 points in that fourth quarter. By the way, did you see the throw and catch by uh, Anthony Miller catching that at the end zone to w- the one that won the game? That was a good throw. Trubisky looked good, three uh, three touchdowns. But that running back situation—that's the way they've always been. We talked about I it. Get, I think when we were when we broke down the the, the north, the, it get, was theoretic. I feel like Patricia has brought that like New England mentality of running backs in, and is like, I don't know, any mini my oh you go out there, you go out there. Oh, you did what you chaos. Oh, I want to talk about that that Detroit game? Did you see? The defender who got yes. kicked out for headbutting the rest. I did, but did he headbutt him or did he just like – I mean, I he still like, done it. I want us to just at least admit that, like, we can't just overreact in every situation. And I mean both of them. The defender overreacted by showing the referee what the guy was doing to him. But the referee completely overreacted by yeah. immediately kicking him out of the game. Now, if at least throw to, the flag – Throw the flag, bring him aside, be like, what the hell were you doing? Explain to him how, for the rest of the game, he needs to walk the line and say, don't do it again. But, like, it, he wasn't trying to hurt him. And he, no. I saw people saying the ref kind of leaned into him. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But the guy wasn't trying to hurt him. It is what it is. It's just stupid. It's like that drama I can't hear. Yeah, that, yeah, because I, I, I think we're watching it without sound because we were talking to someone on the phone and I was like, wait, he got kicked out for just like, it looked like he just leaned over and went like that. Yeah. Like it didn't look like he actually headbutted him. It just looked like he leaned over and touched him with his helmet. It was stupid on his part, but yeah. I oh, think it agreed. Yep. All right. What happened to the Philadelphia Eagles? Because I was watching the first half of that game, and it looked like it was about to be blowout city. They couldn't protect once. 
which is just going to lead to them falling apart, isn't it? No, the, the, I mean – Well, Lane Johnson's out. I mean, lose Lane Johnson right at the beginning of the season is tough. But – Yeah, that's that's not what you're going for. The Washington football team just own you in the second half like that. Yeah, that, that is crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually kind of happy for the players. I mean uh, – I'm happy for the players. I'm happy for the players. All those guys, yes. But, I mean, you can't win a game when you're getting sacked eight times. They got – Carson Wentz got sacked eight times. No, I, I'm with you. I don't, like, I, I, I just, like, watching the first half of the game, I was like, all right, well, Eagles – they're gonna they're gonna smoke them. It's gonna be a blowout. Turn off red zone for a minute. Turn it back on. They're losing. Boston Scott did nothing in replace of Miles Sanders. It was it was not it, ideal. It, isn't it weird? Like we talked about the Eagles being a team that like obviously needed Wentz. We didn't really talk about the fact that they needed him to be protected, but they they needed him to stay healthy. I guess yeah. it's one and the same. But like, and we even talked about like up and down that roster. Like they're not young. And yeah. when your team that's going for it every year, it doesn't mean that you can find replacements very quickly. Like so it's kind of tough. That was weird. That was awesome. All right. You got one more for me? Give me I one do. more. So that was weird. So that was ESPN just a sign that even though it's been open the whole time, it just wanted to. Watching TV while we're potting. Just... But it, that's, that's not watching TV. That's just the website open because I wanted to look at how many sacks. Miss the the Washington football team had. I will go with one more. Um, is Minnesota's defense any good? And the reason I say this, those are rookie cornerbacks. They kind of like give Green Bay like a, like a high <laughs> No, I like. I mean, I gave them credit, but they didn't get at, they didn't get at Rodgers. They barely put any pressure. There were two injuries on the line for the the Packers in the game, not including um, Billy Turner not playing already. So they were on their fifth, uh, eighth lineman. Thankfully, they're allowed to keep eight this year. So you worry. Like, if they can't get to the quarterback, those those cornerbacks did not look good, and they're young, and you worry about that. Because I, I, from what I read, and I didn't know this, one of the their main cornerbacks, I can't remember his name, um, he, he opted out. So – I'll say this. It's week one. Yeah. And they got a top-notch defensive end right before the season started, coming mm-hmm. over from Jacksonville in Gawkway. And so, I don't know. Like, I that's that's my whole take on, on this. Like, yes, there's some takeaways, and I think we, we've kind of identified some teams that are good, some teams that are bad. I think a team like the Vikings, they were playing from behind from the beginning. Yeah. You know, and when you're playing from behind from the beginning, your defense is never going to look as good as it can be because you're chasing, right? And so it's just, I, I don't know. Week one, is their defense good? Remains to be seen. I think it probably can be better. I don't think they're going to give up 40 points every week. No. Um, if they do, then they're going to stink. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. All right. And this is kind of going, I'm going to go on my last one. It's kind of going against one of my, my picks, but. Um, the Cardinals beat the 49ers, Doc. And, I mean, I dig the Cardinals because I like Kyler Murray. I like DeAndre Hopkins. I like Kenyon Drake. I like their coach. Um, but, and it wasn't like, a, I mean, they, they snuck past them, right? But they beat them. They did beat them. 
And so now I feel like that just kind of opens that up. And Seattle looked really good. Well, because I remember, most, I remember on the last, the last pod you said there's a good chance Arizona goes 0-6. I know. And that, and that was a real possibility. And they could still oh, right. go 1-5, and five, right? Like, right. But it's interesting how – you know, those teams are just, I feel like, in my mind, so different, right? San Francisco, you know, ground right. up down, and, and, and Arizona's just going to chuck it, right? That's what they, they clearly want to just chuck it. Um, and I did see that Mossert caught a 79-yard touchdown, which, of course, blew my mind. because like, And he, he broke, like, the, the fastest running back speed on a, on a touchdown play. Like, I don't I, – it was, I was like, really? But – and that, but he didn't do anything other than that one play. He had he had a rough game, you know. Just wait till he gets to Green Bay and he runs for three sixty and. Right. We'll see. Anyway, yeah. that was surprising. Either it is. All right, that's it for week one. Last call presented by Progression Brewery. D, what you got? My goodness, and it's just you look at this. And I'm like, oh, sweet. The Atlanta Braves are playing the Baltimore Orioles. They're nine games over 500. Go out here and win this game, pretty much ending this. They're down 10 nothing in the fourth inning. Did they, they let up like nine 29 runs last week? What would you say? Did they score like 29 runs last week in the game? Yeah, and I was still worried because this pitching staff is terrible. So if you are a pitcher that is still looking for work, call up the Braves. I know you're not even watching this, but please call the Braves and say, I want to try out because the Braves need some starters because, gosh, is it ugly. It is ugly, and we talked about this when we hung out on Saturday, socially distanced. This team is going to the playoffs, but they are not doing much in the playoffs with that pitching staff, if anything. All right. I mean, so I'm, begging, I'm begging for someone – Cole Hamels might come back this week. I don't even know if that's a savior, but that's the best I can hope for at this point. All right. I want to take a moment. You and I live in Massachusetts, home of the New England Patriots. They won a football game yesterday. Uh, folks have anointed Cam Newton as the savior of the program. They have also clearly distanced themselves from Tom Brady, who lost a game yesterday. I just want to take a moment to recognize the fact that yesterday the New England Patriots played the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins stink to high hell. The New England Patriots are still a good football team. They snuck out a win, right? They didn't play that well. I know Cam Newton ran the ball and the team ran the ball. Great, they ran the ball well on the Miami Dolphins. Let's see them run the ball well on a good team. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers – and we talked about this a little bit. No offseason to prepare. No preseason games to get ready. Played a Super Bowl contender. Yes. A really good Super Bowl contender. Who have elite cornerbacks. Who are primed to make a run to the Super Bowl. And they lost a the game. Yep. And people all over New England have already had their moment and said, so glad we got Cam Newton. So glad we got rid of Tom Brady. He must be so upset that he's in Tampa Bay. Guys, I guarantee he's not upset that he's in Tampa Bay. I'm still thinking Tampa Bay is going to win more games than the Patriots. Maybe not because we know the Jets and the Miami Dolphins stink, but I just need people to calm down for a minute. 
all across Twitter, all across Facebook yesterday, people acting as if Tom Brady must be the most disappointed person in the world because he's with Tampa Bay. They just played the Saints. The Saints are a legit Super Bowl team. The Miami Dolphins had, what, the second or third overall pick? They're not even trying to win because they're starting Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> and you're like, look at us, we won. I mean, the Saints are probably going to win 12, 13 games. Yes. yes. And the Dolphins, like you said, maybe four. Yes. And yes, Tom Brady threw two interceptions. Cam Nate Newton, the first time he throws two interceptions, might get benched. Let's just call it what it is. He didn't have to throw the ball yesterday because they were running the ball on Miami because Miami stinks. Folks, remember that Miami – it's just amazing how people just are like, well, I'm so glad we don't have Tom Brady anymore. And they're like, he must hate that he's in Tampa Bay. I'm yeah. guessing he's not hate, hating the $30 million he's got in his pocket right now. The fact that he's I in Tampa that he's got a much better team, in my opinion. It's one game, folks. Let's see where we're at in five games. Let's see where we're at in ten games. Let's see where we're at at the end of the season. Let's see what happens when it starts, um, when it starts snowing. Just or, or, or the time when a team puts eight in the box and makes Cam Newton throw the ball 40 times. To who? who else, whoever they're going to throw the ball to. Again, they had a great game plan. Now everybody's got an idea what they're going to do. Clearly, the Patriots' plan is to run the ball a lot this year. But if Cam Newton has to throw the ball 40 times, let's see what happens. No doubt. I just can't wait until they play the Bills. Let's fucking go. Update. 13 nothing, Baltimore. It's one game, Doc. It's one game. Baseball, you lose the game. Once you're down 10, 13 doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> no doubt. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Until then, y'all be good out there. Peace.